Hey guys, welcome back to the CrossFit Casco Bay podcast. We are up in Augusta today at CrossFit Casco Bay Undaunted, and I am sitting next to Lynn Kelly, the head coach and general manager of this great gym. And we wanted to kind of continue this uh, Meet the Coaches series. And so I came down to talk to Lynn about how she started CrossFit uh, in this kind of two-part podcast. The first part, we will hear her story. And on the second part, we're, we're going to kind of go back to what the topic was for our first podcast on how to get the most out of your CrossFit membership. And so today, uh, Lynn, how are you? How good, you good. Thanks for sitting with me. Uh, let's start with, uh, when did you start CrossFit and how did you find out about it? I started CrossFit in 2012 um, on the suggestion of a friend. I was looking for functional fitness. I wanted to find something that I could work on my explosive power. Didn't really know what that meant exactly, um, but I was searching every single gym in the area. Um, I checked out a few different places that said they did CrossFit, um, but it, it wasn't CrossFit. Started at CrossFit Undaunted in July of 2012. It was the second week the business was open and I've been at Undaunted ever since. I knew after I did the very first workout it was for me, it was exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. It's kind of, it's funny you said that, um, you talked about how you found CrossFit, but it wasn't really CrossFit. Cause back in 2012, like that, it was kind of like the wild west. It was a little different than CrossFit nowadays. Just, just on a side note, how, what is different between CrossFit back then and CrossFit now? Like, is there anything that really sticks on your brain, like the way CrossFit's done or even the gyms or? Yeah, it's, it's very different. I, I feel like a lot of things we were, um, trying to RX when maybe we shouldn't. Now as coaches, we're smarter. We give better guidance and guidelines for folks. We frame it for them in a different way so that when they're going into a workout, they certainly um, can approach it in a much safer manner. Um, and they are getting better as a result. I've also seen over time that CrossFit has gone to specific sports to also better CrossFit as a sport. Um, in the beginning, it was kind of like you CrossFit or you, you know, X, Y, Z, you can't do both. Mm. And now I feel like they've done a nice job bringing in again, specialists who can teach you to be a better runner, who can teach you to be a better Olympic weightlifter. And they've taken the best of, you know, each, each sport, um, to improve the sport of CrossFit. Right. What was your previous experience with fitness prior to 2012 when you first started? Do you really want to hear all this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we're- Zach, think I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was an athlete growing up. Um, I played field hockey and softball and I ran track and I swam some. And I went on to college to play some field hockey. And after college, I was looking for something. And oh my goodness, I did step aerobics and I did Tybo. And every new thing that came along, I tried looking for, you know, that, that thing. And again, I was looking for functional fitness. Didn't really know what that meant um, until I stumbled upon CrossFit. And it was everything I was looking for. What, what made you know, cause you said like after your first workout, you knew right away, 
Was it, what was like, is there like a vibe or was it the movements? Do you remember what your first workout was? I sure do. We did a, a, a workout called baseline, 500 meter row, 40 air squats, 30 ab mat sit-ups, 20 push-ups, 10 pull-ups. And it was a great mix of things. And um, I will never forget the class that I started with. It was um, my on-ramp class. My on-ramp group was all women except um, I had conned my husband into coming with me. It was like a two for one deal or whatever. And I was surely not going to let him beat me. So, um, it was just fun. Um, the group of ladies and my husband, of course, we had a great time together and I loved that. So it had the group atmosphere, but it also had that competitive edge, but somehow we felt like a little team and I loved that. Well, it sounds a lot like what your previous experience was because you said you did you did team sports and you were competitive because, I mean, if you're playing in college, like you have to be a competitive person, you have to be a good athlete. So I think it's kind of interesting how it was kind of the same idea, just kind of in a different part of your life, in that same outline. I think that does stick with a lot of people is that, and I think it even sticks with people that don't necessarily have past experience with team sports, but just being in a group of people that look like you and are kind of in the same places, I think is is pretty powerful, you know? And I, I think that's, uh, I think that's really important when it makes CrossFit so great. So at what point uh, did you decide that you want to be a coach? Mark Hoodlet, the owner of CrossFit Undaunted, pulled me aside early on and asked me if I would like to go and become a coach. Um, I only goes without saying I was a personal trainer as well. I didn't throw that in there, but uh, I spent um, quite a bit of time, again, fell in love with weightlifting because of an injury. I needed to bulletproof my body and make my body strong enough to do whatever I wanted to do. So I became a personal trainer and um, wrote nutrition plans for folks and really wanted to help other people kind of strengthen their body and better themselves. Um, so Mark pulled me aside. I think it was February of 2013. So I started in July, 2012, asked me if I wanted to go. I surely did. Went down a CrossFit Reebok one and just had a blast. Yeah. So that I actually did my, I did my level one, uh, at that same gym. And I remember walking in and it was like going to Disneyland. Cause it's like, uh, for those that haven't been, just look up Reebok CrossFit one, the gym it's on the actual Reebok campus, the HQ campus. And it's like, it just goes on for miles. It feels like, like you walk in and it's just like endless. And this gym's big, like Undaunted is big, but I, this gym's on a whole nother level and, it, and it's on the Reebok campus, which is already cool. And, uh, it was a really cool experience. I'm sure you had something similar. Cause I mean, we did start CrossFit the same year. So I, I wonder if we, what, what year was your level one? 2013? Yeah, mine was too. I we wonder if we were at the we same one. We might have been in the same class and just not even... Oh, know. that's crazy. That's, that's really funny. Somewhere out there, I had watched on YouTube and it got me so excited. But do you remember the show MTV Cribs? Yep, of course. They have a Cribs for that gym. Oh, and it funny. just, as cool as it is, it made it look even cooler. Yeah, well, if you're listening, maybe go and try to find that old YouTube video. Maybe it's still out there in the ether somewhere. <laughs> so how did things, how did CrossFit change for you once you became a coach was it like were you right into it like full-time or was it just something like you were kind of dabbling with and then when did it become kind of where you are now so believe it or not I was a full-time librarian at an elementary school okay. 
as soon as I got done school, I'd zip up to the gym and, you know, do my class and then coach if I had to or run an on-ramp or whatever I had to do because I just loved to be at the gym. Loved the atmosphere of Undaunted, still do to this day. Um, yeah, it's good place to be, home away from home. It sounds interesting. I feel like a lot of the coaches from back in our era did kind of do that hustle of like, no, we didn't really start as full time, but we kind of were doing it on the side. And I feel like you have to really be passionate about something to work a nine to five and then and, and go to the gym and then work some more and then try to fit your workout in. It's like, it really goes to show like how much you have to like be passionate about it. What has kept your passion going for all these years now? Cause we're coming up on our decade long anniversary here. So like, what is, what has kept going and how has it changed for you? Maybe more as an athlete this time. So I think that honestly, again, CrossFit has oh, kept changing for me. Um, even though you have a, a knowledge base, if you keep an open mindset, you can continue to learn and grow. And I feel like CrossFit is the first sport, if you will, that... I can continue to get in the weeds, whether it's gymnastic skills or Olympic weightlifting skills or powerlifting skills. I, I have enjoyed it all. And I certainly, just because I'm a coach, don't think for a second that I know everything. Um, and, and I'm always uh, looking to learn. Um, so that has been phenomenal about CrossFit because normally I would get bored and have to move on. Um, but again, I'm as excited about CrossFit today as I was back in the beginning. Um, and again, I think it's because there's always a, a challenge. Yeah. We were chatting about this a little bit before the podcast about, um, how CrossFit can work really well for people that get bored, uh, of working out or doing like the same routine. And I think that's what makes it so great is that you could do it for 10 years and always get better. And it kind of changes with you. It kind of molds around where you're at. It meets you where you're at. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you might take it more seriously and go really hard and lift really heavy. And then there might be other times where you take it more easy and focusing more on health. And, um, I think that's what makes it so great is that it can always kind of meet you where you're at. Um, where are you at right now? Um, what are your goals as an athlete uh, going forward into your second decade of doing CrossFit? Yeah. So I would say that I definitely have changed a ton as an athlete in that I really went hard. I uh, really would have liked to have had a chance to go somewhere and do something and um, quickly learned uh, about 45, 46 that, you know, that probably wasn't going to happen for me. Still loved it. Um, but definitely looking now more at a, at a health aspect and being strong going into my old age. Um, you know, I want to be able to play with my grandchildren and lift them up over my head and be able to get my own groceries and shovel, shovel the snow outside and all that good jazz. So more definitely, um, a healthy mindset as opposed to, you know, pushing my very hardest, but, uh, you know, listening to my body, making sure that I'm nourishing my body very well so that I can keep doing this, really looking at my recovery so that again, I can do the thing that I love. Yeah. Speaking of recovery and nutrition, 
when you started, you had such a long history of exercise and training and you said you're a personal trainer and you were an athlete. Um, did you have the nutrition side of things and like the more like the balance side, uh, things that you do outside the gym or is that something that you also learned through your level one and through, you know, the last 10 years? I would say that is developed along the way as well. I, um, spent some time as a bodybuilder, didn't throw that in there either. But, um, so, you know, that I, I had a nutrition, um, you know, experience there too. And I would say that this culture is very different and I appreciate that as a woman um, coming to this. And I think a lot of people are in a chronic state of dieting because they're trying to get thin. And inside this gym, I feel like we have a whole different perspective and it's more about performance and what our bodies can do. And so, you know, sure, I wanted to get lean when I came. I was already eating pretty well. Uh, I was introduced to the paleo diet for the first time. Um, and it worked well for me. And then, you know, I, I achieved that level of leanness, if you will, but then shifted gears because I was concerned about performance and I wanted to get a little better. And so I then realized that I needed to eat more food. Um, and so again, I think it's really a neat perspective for women inside of the gym because the focus isn't necessarily on getting skinny, but performance and what our bodies can do. And so that was a whole different thing for me. Did that mentally when you're training for, I mean, we're all technically training for aesthetics. Like even if we say we're not like yeah, your primary goal might be, okay, I want to, I want a faster friend time. I want a bigger squat, but let's get real. Like you want to look better naked like most people would. Right. So, however, when you're doing bodybuilding, the entire focus is on your physique and you're doing CrossFit. Like, yes, there is a focus on physique, but a lot of us are focusing on like, what is my time? Like we're doing a workout today. That is, that is four rounds and reps. Everyone isn't writing down what their abs look like every, every round. They're writing down where they're at. And at the end of the workout, they write down how well they did. How is that mentality change? Like what's the difference? Cause you said you did, you've done field hockey, you've done bodybuilding and now you've done CrossFit. Do you find that you can maybe be happier and more relaxed when you focus more on the performance? Kind of bring us in the sure. mindset of each one. So there's a really neat thing. And if you haven't seen it, it's called the triangle of awareness. And if you could envision a triangle and at one corner you have health, at one corner you have aesthetics, and at the other corner you have performance. And if I said to you, Zach, put a dot beside what's most important to you. So whichever one you choose brings you away from the other two. Okay. Okay. So if you are somebody who's focused mainly on aesthetics, it's a very different goal and type of eating than what we would be looking at if you were looking at performance or for health. So um, it's it's kind of cool. So you can move the dots. So it's kind of midway between two things, but you can't have the, the magic trifecta. 
if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was bodybuilding, it had nothing to do with performance, but all to do with getting super lean. So over the course of that thing, I did some pretty awful things to my body and some pretty um, awful things in terms of what I was doing to my hormones. So most people who do that need a big break afterwards to recover. Um, especially if you want to stay in the game for a long time, you really need to spend, oh, double the time you did dieting, kind of bringing your body back for health reasons. Um, performance wise, it's all about, I, I like to talk with people about it in terms of filling the gas tank, right? So carbs are not the devil, carbs are not evil. This is a glycolytic sport, CrossFit, we need to fill the gas tank. And you know, if you're thinking about beating the guy beside you, you need to have a bigger gas tank than he does. And so in reality, we gotta get you eating enough food. Yeah, I mean, that sounds a lot like, um, I that's the first time I've heard about that triangle and it makes a lot of sense because it sounds a lot like the movement sets in CrossFit. Y yes, you if you, when you're looking at all of the things you do in CrossFit, let's say like your, your metabolic conditioning, so you like running, rowing, biking, whatever, then you have the weightlifting, snatches, cleans, deadlifts, and then you have your gymnastics, is if you put those same dots on a triangle, and it's the same thing, if you chase a 600 pound back squat, most likely your conditioning is going to hurt because you're spending so much more time squatting than you are running. And then at the same time, maybe you don't have as much pull up. So it doesn't mean that we can't have aesthetics and performance and we can't have, that's the whole point of CrossFit. That's literally the whole point. It's actually how I found CrossFit. I looked up like, how does a NFL running back train? Someone that can run really fast, but also run really long, but also is really strong. And it's like all that, it's like kind of goes back to the core of what CrossFit is, is just the generalist, right? Do you find that you're generally happier throughout the entire year when you're focusing more on performance or did you enjoy the whole cycling of uh, getting really lean and then kind of building back up or I like to be lean. I'm not going to lie. I think most of us do. And again, um, you know, I think everybody's chasing the aesthetic for me. I have found happiness in a balanced diet and I think people can do a lot of very simple things to improve not only performance, but aesthetics and their diet as well. And again, in CrossFit, I have found that most people are looking to better themselves inside and outside of the gym. So we always have dialogue about not just bettering performance, but bettering nutrition. Um, and again, I am not a believer in elimination of anything. I believe that if you don't have an allergy or an intolerance, that there are ways to include everything. And I'm kind of, I like to think of it as lifestyle. If you're running so low or in such a big deficit that you can't enjoy dinner out with your husband or wife or girlfriend, boyfriend, then you know, what's, what's the point? Like so restricted that you binge, it's no fun. You have to have something that you can sustain and maintain for a lifetime. And, and so in CrossFit, the nutrition is part of the lifestyle, I think. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's important to know that, that performance and aesthetics aren't mutually exclusive. Like they can coexist. Like look at the top of our sport. Obviously you can be aesthetic, but I think it is. And what you're kind of touching on is it's really important to be able to actually 
come in the gym and feel good while you work out, right? What, how, if someone's listening and they're not actually sure if they're properly fueled or not, what, what are some signs of someone that might be under fueling their body? Uh, and that's someone that's looking for kind of a little bit of the both aesthetics and the performance that are coming just to a CrossFit class once a day. Sure. Um, so if you're coming in and you're not p- properly fueled, you're going to feel weak during your workout or even bonk right in the middle of your workout, completely run out of energy, right? Um, if you are not then properly fueling afterwards, you're not going to be recovering. So when you come in again the next day, you're just gonna feel terrible. Um, Super important, again, that we're um, making sure simple things you can do. Get enough protein, right? I know a lot of people struggle with that. Super important, too, for aging athletes. Um, You know, we're we're not as receptive to leucine, so we actually need more protein. Um, But again, that's something simple that you can add and do Um, that's going to move the marker for you. Making sure that we're getting good healthy fats in our diet, super important as well. Um, I've seen a lot of different fads along the way, you know, Um, fat's bad, carbs are good, carbs are bad, fat's good. Um, You know, now there was some meat, all meat diet thing. Uh, yeah, the, out I think there. it's like a carnivore diet. Oh please my don't God. Please don't. please don't do that. <laughs> um, making sure we're getting plenty of vegetables, right? Vegetables are never going to be bad. I, I think often like our, gran- not. <laughs> our, our grandparents had it right, you know? Um, well, I've had people ask me, does is fruit going to be you know, a problem? Is Does fruit make you fat? Well, n- no. No, no fruit, like fruit's good. Fruit and vegetables, you're not gonna go wrong there. Good, healthy carbs, right? Complex carbs, sweet potato, rice is good, you know, but a lot of people have carb fear right now. There's a lot of confusion in nutrition. It just goes back and forth. It just, it's just the pendulum swinging. I think it will forever swing. Yeah. It, it will, it, it, there'll be diets that like no fat, you shouldn't, you know, then you should go keto and then you should only eat fat. And it's just whatever works for you. I'm not like, I, I don't, the only carnivore diet, I will demonize that. So you need to eat, please eat vegetables, please. Let's have but, some fiber but there. But <laughs> like the ones where like, if you feel better on more carbs and less fat. Absolutely. absolutely. I think CrossFit nailed it with eat meats and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, a little bit of starch and no added sugar. Sugar as in like, like in a soda or something, not fruit, but sugar at amounts that support exercise and not body fat, which kind absolutely. of brings us back to what we're talking about. Which absolutely. Which supports exercise and not body fat. Can you... Um, just kind of wrap up your story here. Where are you at right now? What is, what's kind of your day in the life and what, what workouts are you doing? What food are you kind of eating? You know, how are you kind of doing nowadays? Um, so I come in and I'm doing the same workout everybody else in the community is doing right now. And you're opening the gym. So you're getting like, what time are you getting up? Uh, I typically wake up at about three, three thirty in the morning. Holy moly. Now, do do you what do you consume anything right when you wake up? Or you just get here. Uh, actually, when I wake up first thing, I like to have a protein shake, and it's just a scent protein and water. Nothing exciting, but I like to have a blast of protein first thing. 
Yeah. Just to kind of get, it. I mean, at three in the morning, it's really hard to like, you're not going to have like eggs, bacon and yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. at three in the morning. No. Um, but that's, uh, I like to put protein in my body first thing just to start things up. Yep. And then you, so you coach those first two classes and then do you work out after, do you work out in the afternoon? Yep. I try to work out in between classes and I am a morning girl. So I do like to get my thing done in the morning. Um, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I also like to add in a back squat on Mondays, a bench on Wednesdays and I deadlift on Fridays. And that's my old, like that's just to fill old your soul school up a little bit. Yeah. body building thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't get away from that. Hey, I think that's good though. Like it, it's something for you you do it for you it feels good it's comfortable and your body's used to it i think that's 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 awesome um so what does your diet look like the rest of the day so i'm a macro counter for sure um i then have what i call second breakfast and it's super simple because i do most of my meal prep right on sunday so i make egg muffins and i throw um i use canadian bacon to up the protein amount in there and throw all the vegetables in there. But I have my two little eggy muffins and then I love veggies and I typically will do um, a half a red pepper or, you know, some snap peas just to kind of round that out. Um, and then it's not very long and I'm hungry again because I started super early, but then it's, you know, lunchtime and I have a good Usually I like to do a big salad with protein on it. And I try to mix up my protein sources throughout the week um, without getting into like nuts and bolts. Sometimes I do um, starch then, but sometimes I don't. <laughs> Just kind of let it ride. I don't know. Um, well, it depends. It depends to, um, I try to get my husband to eat super healthy as well. And um, again, he doesn't always buy into and eat the same exact thing that I do. Um, but it depends on what I have planned for evening, whether I do starch in the middle of my day or not. Um, so, yep. Again, I make sure that I get my protein first. Um, and always backed with the veggies. And um, again, at night, I like to do my carbs. They help me to sleep. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that's it's, it's funny you said that because I do the same thing. I actually prefer to eat my fats in the morning. And then as I get closer, so I tend to work on the, the evening. So like I tend to save my carbs for the afternoon and a lot of the carbs right before bed. Cause yeah. like that helps me sleep a ton. Cause I know, as you know, if like you've ever had like a big Thanksgiving meal, that's the reason why you're tired. You had a lot of carbs and you had a lot of Turkey too, but that's that carbs will help you sleep a ton. So that yeah. helps me out. Uh, I got a question for you. I, I know a lot of people will hear like you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and like, holy moly, or even like see on the schedule, like, wait, there's a 5am class. Wait, what a bunch of crazies. Um, and it's something that I've been trying to do more often. Like me and my wife have been trying to wake up more early in the morning and it's really hard at first. What are some tips or just some insight on someone that's really wanting to start wake up early um, and, and get working out? Is it something that you just are, is it something that's just you're a morning person, so that's it? Or can you become a morning person? It is absolutely part of my rhythm, but I think it's something that you can train yourself to do. I think setting yourself up with good, healthy bedtime routine is important. And there are a bunch of tips that I know of that could help you. One of them, it's super important that we get away from our screens um, an hour to an hour and a half before bedtime. I also wear 
well, I have them built right into my eyeglasses, but blue light blockers, super important as well. Um, I've even heard, you know, if you have a little bedtime routine of you go in, you wash your face, you brush your teeth. And then if you wash your hands with cold water, and I'm not really sure why, but I've heard that that works really well. Again, making sure that you get into bed the same time every evening, making sure the room is cooler and super dark are important for me personally. Um, and I like white noise. So we run a fan all the time. But um, again, I think it's something that once you get into that good rhythm, it's a great way to set your day up, come in, get your workout done. It gives you energy for the day and then you can go on about your day. You don't have to worry about fitting it in before you go home and prepare your dinner or take care of the children or the husband or the housework or any of that stuff. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a nice win. Just start your day with a win. And, and then what's, that's, what's great about CrossFit too is you, you come in you don't even have to think about it. Just, just, walk in like a zombie and like coach Lynn, tell me what to do. And just like, tell me how much, oh, okay, I'll do that. Yep. And just kind of like get that work done. And I feel like there's a lot of people that have life situations where working on the evening is just not going to happen. And I think it's worth it. If it's between you not working out at all and, and waking up at four in the morning to try it out, I say, try it out. I'd say, give you what, two weeks, just let yourself do it for four. It's going to, it's going to suck, but just try for like 14 days. And, and, and I think you could become a morning person oh, over gosh. time. So to kind of wrap up this first part of this uh, podcast with you, I kind of wanted to ask you one final thing. You, you've been doing CrossFit for, for almost 10 years now. What is your goal for the next 10 years of CrossFit? Oh, boy. Well, I always want to be stronger. And I, again, I feel like you can be. It might happen a little slower for me, but I just want to keep coming in, keep having fun with my friends and continue to um, be able to move well. Awesome. Thank you so much for sitting down with me for part one of this podcast. Uh, on the next episode, we'll be back with Coach Lynn to kind of talk about what, how, how and what and why of how to get the best out of your CrossFit membership. So we will see you next time. Thank you so much. And we'll see you at the gym.